What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as 5, 6, 7, 8. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to my good friend, Dwayne Nosworthy. Dwayne was a professional dancer. I guess he still is. He still does the odd job. He's a choreographer. He's been an agent. He's a singer. He's an actor. And he is a host. And he is a super cool dad. Dwayne tells us about his introduction to the entertainment industry as a dancer back in the late 90s, early 2000s. We talk about what the difference was between being a dancer then and now. We talk about what it was like being an agent. We also talk about why he postponed his acting and singing career. And then we spoke about how he puts himself first. He doesn't think of himself only, but he puts himself first so then he can help the others around him. I had such a great time chatting to Dwayne. Make sure that you go and check him out on Instagram and all his other social media outlets. And if you want to book him to sing at your party, he will do that. Here is the one, the only Dwayne Nosworthy. Lord, am I here? Am yes. I here? Bro. Must, Thanks. Must. Yeah, I, I don't, my earpiece ain't working for Cassie's phone. My phone don't want to work. You know what? We're here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into this. But I can see you. You look beautiful. This is perfect. I do look beautiful. You're right. Yeah. So do you, bro. <laughs> you, got, you got fancy lighting. I got fancy lighting. Say what? How are you, bro? Come on. Come on. Come on. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that that, that was doing my head in. But I'm, I'm cool. I'm calm now. I'm all right. You're calm. I'm all right. <laughs> are you getting bit angry? Like, oh, it's frustrating you... me, but I recognize that there's no point in me feeding the anger. So it's cool. Like, it's cool. Wait. You're like, I'm, I was on time and everything. Like, <laughs> I'm saying, bro. But the Blackberry, it's cool, Blackberry. It's cool, baby. I still love you, but it's fine. You got to go. Reckon you, I reckon you're in like 1% of human population that's still using the Blackberry. I think, I don't even think you're exaggerating. I think it genuinely is about 1 or 2%. Yeah. Like, uh, what, you're on a Blackberry curve? <laughs> um, It's a Blackberry, what is this one? Preve. Blackberry Preve. That has got a camera. Yeah. Bruv, don't disrespect me, man. Come on. <laughs> you, have you got, you got like, you got like money in Blackberry or something? Like you own a Blackberry? Wow, like, like shares. Yeah, you like share shares. Like shares, yeah? I mean, if that was the case, bruv, come on now. It would be working for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, bro. It's it's nice because sometimes I've spoke to people which like I'm a bit nervous to talk to. 
Right. And then, and then every now and then I get like one of my friends on or someone that I can really talk to. And it's, you know, it's like, yes, I can relax today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I get that. Like, like I, I had uh, Eddie Morales on a few weeks ago from the States. And right, I, was, I, I was, I was sweating. Like, <laughs> I was, I was, I was nervous. It was, it was super dope, but I was nervous. Cause I was like, of course it was. Eddie's cool, man, but I get it. It's like, it's Eddie, innit? So you're kind of yeah. like, and it's, well, and, it's, and it's people that I don't have regular conversations with. So it's like, what can I say? What can I say? So then when it's with yeah, me, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, sick, it's Dwayne. we got relationships. Of course, you works. know, we can just talk. We know each other. I've known you a very long time. I've seen you grow, man. So I know, probably since I was like 15 or 16. I want to That's say a long time. Like How old are you now? 30, bro. 30? When is your birthday recently? Yeah, two day, three days ago, something like that. Wow, wow, oh yeah, so it's really recent. Happy belated birthday, brother. Thank you very much. Do I look old? No, I would say welcome to the 30s. And well, welcome, but I'm no longer in it. So <laughs> you, you, you've upgraded, <laughs> you leveled up. Yeah, I'm, I'm 41 now, so it's blessings. But you still look 26. Bruv, listen, <laughs> I didn't say it, you said it, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Man, I've missed your energy. <laughs> You're so positive and fun. The world's crazy Thank right you, now. Bro. We, we need more Dwayne energy everywhere, you know? Oh, uh, bruv, trust me. I think we just need that positive energy. I, I'm not even going to say it's my energy. We just need to just, we have to lead with love, man. We've got yeah. to lead with love. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to acknowledge it so people don't think that we just come on here and pretend that we're not aware. And But just of course, everyone be positive. I know it's crazy times right now. and We're not going to make this about politics because I don't know much about politics or life. Or I want to speak yeah. what I don't understand. But... We yeah. are aware and we're sending everyone love and positivity. Always, bruv. It's, Always. It's, it's a subject that you can't just really just touch on. But at the same time, we can't, we don't have the knowledge or the time to just keep talking on about it. But we all know what's going on and we all support the movement. And that's what's yeah. most important right now. Yeah. And, but, and also, I don't want to ignore it. You know, it's like... I don't you can't. To... You can't ignore it. So Although you're... some people do. That's not what we're choosing not to ignore it. We're not going to do that. That's not going to happen here. For sure. You know, for sure. So, bro, but we're gonna Dwayne, add some joy. We're gonna add some well, joy. I'm gonna add some, some lots of joy. You're gonna add lots of joy. I want to pick your brain because, all right, go. I know you're a man of many talents. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, in our industry, in the entertainment industry, not just the dance industry, we come across lots of people who dabble in lots of things and do okay. Yeah. But you seem to be yeah. very successful in all the things that you dabble in. Like, so. Yeah. For people who don't know, Dwayne's been a dancer, a choreographer, like he's mm -hmm. a host and an MC, if you want to call it. I call it the entertainment of the day. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you can even you can you can you can even step in and DJ when you need to cover someone. Like you're an only actor, small, small. You're a dope don't, don't put that out there. Don't put the DJ out there too much. I don't wear that hat too well. That's just I press play. So dope. But I've seen you trying to take double, double jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah so, man take tell tell me take me to the beginning like how did it all start for you like, like okay. what was first for in in the entertainment for me it was it was always acting that's what i as in that's what i love doing that's where i saw myself that's where I, I i visualized myself going um but i was so afraid of the audition process um back then i was afraid of failure I recognize now, like maturing in age, that it wasn't just failure that I was afraid of. I was also afraid of success because I, I didn't know what that would look like, which was new to me. I never knew that you could have a fear of success. I only thought you could only fear failure. But fear is fear. You can fear 
anything and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so it started with my love for for acting, you know, growing up watching the likes of Eddie Murphy. Like, Eddie Murphy was someone that I really, really admired and still admire to this day. But Eddie Murphy was someone that I just thought, like, oh, imagine having that kind of presence. Like, imagine being able to make movies, like Coming mm -hmm. to America, Boomerang, and, like, 48 Hours, another 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop, Trading... I mean, the list is endless. Um, so I was a major fan of just... Eddie Murphy in particular, but that kind of genre of movie and just acting in general. But again, like I said to you, I felt I was really scared of it. So I kind of like left it and I thought, all right, I'd go into other things. Like I really liked looking after children. Like growing up, I used to, um, when my mum used to send me to the play scheme uh, during the summer holidays, when I got too old to go and I was like, mum, I don't want to go to this play scheme anymore. She was like, okay, well then you can work there. And I was like, what? What, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm still going. <laughs> I was like, and she was like, yeah. I was like, but I can't work. I'm too young. I was like 14, 15. She's like, volunteer. I was like, well, that, means, that means you don't get paid, right? She's like, that's how it's got to be. And my mum was really big on me not just hanging around. She wanted me to have to be productive and yeah. proactive. So um, I got into like looking after kids at the play scheme and I really enjoyed it. So when I went to college, one of the times I went back to college, I decided to study um childcare. Mm. During that time of college, I got into dance. Okay. Like I just fell into it. Like I went to um Dre, obviously shout out Dre. Shout out and Dre. Shay. A lot of people don't know about um Shay and Dre, size nine, which is a old school street dance class that is probably responsible for the industry in the UK now, it being where it's at. Mm. That was like underground. That's the beginning or part of the beginning. It's not the beginning, but it's part of the beginning and the growth of like street dance in the UK and London in particular. So I got into dance and I just fell in love with it, King. I was just like, and it was by accident. I just happened to be good at this thing that I didn't even know I could do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I left college, told my mom I was leaving college. That obviously never went down too well. Had to get a job. <laughs> I found the perfect job that allowed me to work from 12 to 4 so 12 in the afternoon to 4 p.m perfect time it means i could rehearse in the morning if i needed to with size 9 dre and shape they needed me mm -hmm. and at night and i didn't have to wake up really early for work so it was like perfect and i was working monday to friday so mm -hmm. it was perfect I had weekends off and evenings and mornings off i was like perfect yeah making my money it's great okay and i was working at wallace you, some of you won't even know what that is. I want to say it's a shoe place. Yeah. It, the thing is, it, where I worked was a shoe department, so you're not wrong. Oh, However, okay, it. it was actually a clothes store. Okay. But there was a shoe department but at the back of the clothes store. I'll, I'll take half. I'll take half a point. <laughs> half a point, bro. You I'll get half. And, and I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. Yeah, I'll give you a point five. Okay. And a for effort. A for yeah. effort. Do you know what I mean? Thank so you. well done. That's the highest, so I was working that's there. The highest grade I've ever had. <laughs> Bro, it's the highest grade I've ever given. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working there. During this time, I was dancing with Size 9 and CNC. That was where I used to teach. Again, CNC responsible for me just having this kind of epic love for dance and being allowed to, to create. So now, not only was I learning at Size 9, but I was able to teach and help others develop their skills and learn from them as I was teaching them. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're always a student, even when you're a teacher, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it never stopped for me. Um, and at that point I had met Royston, 
Leon Petit, Christian Golka, Darren Steer, uh, Dwayne Pearson, aka Dodo. Some of you may know some of those names, and some of you may not. Peter Francis to count. Like I just, we there was a few of us, but at that point it was just myself, Royston. Go on, what were you going to say? Pete Stars, bro. <laughs> Pete Stars. <laughs> Sorry. You can't Sorry. name shame him. That's his old name. Your name's Pete Stars. Bro, when I know you. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell people how I know you. Okay. You know, like Pete Stars. All right, cool. Your name's Pete Stars, but I know you. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I'm taking it back to where I knew you. I'm telling a story. <laughs> so Peter Francis, aka Pete Stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. One second. What's going on? I'm, I'm live, man. You see, this is what happens when you got kids. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you very much. I love you so much, man. I do, I do. Trying to get a cameo. <laughs> like, he knew. I reckon he knew, but he thought he was going to come and he might get to, oh, he's so adorable. No, bruv. It's not your time. Fall back. Out. <laughs> get. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, at this point, when I was doing um, size nine and stuff, Paul let me know. She used to come round and look for dancers. Mm -hmm. um, and she would come down and I had found myself in a good space with her but i was it was still underground mm. um and then after that we royston and Dwayne and christian and leon they told me about priscilla samuels so we went to do a casting for priscilla samuels for those of you that don't know paulette or priscilla paulette um done like honey's uh, um mystique uh another level <laughs> everything everything relevant in the 90s and early 2000s yeah like really yeah. the uk especially shola amar like she done a lot of stuff and there's so much more priscilla um is was again did some stuff did a lot of stuff she did spy skills she did um victoria beckham um dane bowers uh what else did we i mean we've done so much you know when my brain is just yeah frazzled now Amelia, mm -hmm. which is we'll get on to that point um so at this point these women although we were meeting them separately they were big in the game mm -hmm. we wanted to and at this point if i'm honest with you Kane, i knew nothing about the commercial side of dance as the most i knew was what i saw on tv mm. top of the pop and all that stuff i didn't know that you could actually make it yeah. you know, I, I didn't even see that as a possibility i was just like oh okay but these guys royston and Dwayne, in particular these guys were passionate about making it uh, in the entertainment as dancers as you know choreographers or what they were passionate about dance even long before i was um christian like myself was just kind of a guy that could do anything and everything even more so than myself this guy whatever he touches he can do yeah, do you yeah. Know what i mean so because christian played basketball and just thought okay yeah i'll dance if that's what you guys want me to do and killed it just destroyed it i hate them people so yeah <laughs> i know bro like he, his pickup is out of this world as well it's not like it's not just it's not fluke yeah the guy he's amazing anyway so um we go to priscilla and we audition for her cut long story short we first job we do for priscilla i believe was we did jamelia so there at that point there was a time for and what they called us then and because no one really wanted to say black and we're in this we can talk about it now because mm -hmm. of what we're going through no one yeah. wanted to say black so they said urban and at nice. that point there was a they were yeah they used nice. urban very much like to describe black to be mm -hmm. honest um and there was they needed an influx of urban dancers mm -hmm. because there was a lot of urban entertainment yeah so they needed that and a lot of the dancers 
like pre us, they had come from, you know, dance schools. Like mm-hmm. they, these are educated. These are dancers that had studied it. Yeah. Like we came from what they considered really from the street, and w- what we were proud of saying, yeah, we're from the street, was kind of like snubbed. Like, oh no, like where did yeah. they study? Where did they come from? So you you instantly felt like was you going to be accepted? But Priscilla just looked after us and Paulette. But Priscilla, because we were part of Priscilla's camp. She, as soon as she had us, she took us under her wing and she looked after us till to this day, mm. to this day, <laughs> you know, she still is there for us as like an entertainment guru mother, just there. So literally from, from that, we do, we go on tour with Jamelia and then we do the video money. And as soon as we did that, and for me personally, that took me to a different level in terms of in the, in the mm. dance dance world and just in the commercial world because now my face was recognized everywhere and I, I didn't even understand I didn't even like it's like the first time you hear your voice back yeah you know you don't like hearing your voice yeah that was the first time I saw myself back Jamelia's video yeah and it's one of those like I, I, I remember the first time seeing my back and I was like that's what I look like yeah you know? bro I was I, I cringed watching the Jamelia video for the first time like throughout the the whole, like I, there was moments I was really proud of myself, but as as I'm sure we you know, when things like this happen, which I've grown not to do anymore, mm-hmm. you're always looking for what's wrong. Yeah, you're constantly looking for what's wrong and how to correct that. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, like correcting. I just don't think that should be the leading focus. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I wanna, I wanna um, improve, but I'm not gonna just look at what's wrong. I'm going to focus on the solutions. I'm going to focus on the positive ways to move forward. Mm-hmm. So with me, even from back then, I was like that, but I never understood it to the degree that I do now. So after I got over that kind of seeing myself, I just got really proud of me being in this video and being known as the Jamelia guy, dancer Dwayne. And from there, it just went, bro. We, and it wasn't just me. It was all of us and Priscilla's team when became Massive Creation, which mm-hmm. is her company. And yeah, we just, we blew up. It's funny. We started that scene. Just before we came on, uh, I, I've got a group chat with John and Marco. And I was like, yo, I'm speaking right. to Dwayne. I'm speaking to Dwayne tonight. And I always go to them. Like I go, any specifics? Like, do you know what I mean? Just, just, <laughs> they're like, they're like my, uh, they're like my creatives. Sometimes I'll be like, help me. What, what, like, give me some things Creative to drop team. in, you know? And then John right. sends me like an influx of videos of you dancing from like music videos. <laughs> so, wow. And stuff like that. So I just watched you doing Jamelia Money. Right on top of the pops. Oh snap! And I was like, "Yo, they are some outfits, boy." Those are the days of budgets. Like, but those urban boys are wearing some unurban outfits. One one thousand percent. One thousand percent. I mean, because the genre of the music video was taking it back to the Victorian times. So the whole point was, whenever we did a performance, we'd always take it back to that. Yeah, except Setting, for, except for the main guy in the red pimp suit. I was like, yo, he, he got the wrong brief. Oh, oh, that, that's Beanie Man, bruv. What's that's it? Beanie Man. I didn't even yeah. know. I didn't even know. Yeah. It's like, the song the song money is with Beanie Man. So Beanie Man was but he's not in the video. So that's why I was so heavily seen in the video, because it was almost like I was the Beanie Man for the video, just obviously not singing the his parts. So because he wasn't in the video, it was like I guess they were thinking, how can we make up for that? So they had a lead guy, and that was me. 
your beanie man. I, 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 no, I wasn't, but <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. You can only be one beanie man, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. I just watched that one and I was thinking, yo, they, that's, they're going in for Top of the Pops with these outfits. Oh, yeah, Top of the Pops was popping back then. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it was serious, man. It's like we would just be, like, back then I was working pretty much every day. Kane, it was like it was crazy. You get cars, you get like you were treated, you were treated badly sometimes. But for the majority, it was just so surreal. Yeah. But then it it wasn't surreal anymore because it was your life. This is like two thousand two thousand and one, right? Yeah. This is like literally ninety nine was when my commercial career started. So it's like two thousand, I believe that video came out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, two thousand, so and then what's it like going from? being the urban dance group that do the underground dancing yeah. and you know yeah. you made a job fit around training to going into being a working commercial dancer where you're working every day getting ad leads or whatever you know because yeah. I, I believe then from what i've heard i don't know because i wasn't there but uh the the way you were treated is so much different to now like what was it like going from yeah. being just the the guy who danced for the sake of dancing to like being treated kind of like dance royalty do you know what i mean yeah, i mean that was because there was elements of that 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 weren't that okay do you know what i mean because you did feel the energy of people looking like who are these guys mm. you know but based on who we were with so for example being with priscilla priscilla always made us feel part of her family and she made sure that resonated across the board in everything we did mm. so she didn't she wasn't silent when it came to us mm. she wasn't silent at all she spoke up and she spoke up not only for herself but for us because i think we reflected her mm. do you know what i mean because we were representing her so they were like i think she saw it as a, however you treat me is how you're going to treat them so you treat me with respect treat them with respect because they're here with me yeah that's dope yeah and not only that they are art artists within their own right so treat them as such because mm. there were things like you'd have tour managers to tell you like they love you one moment but the moment they felt record companies as well back then really didn't like that com that camaraderie between you and the artists mm. yeah um, I, I feel like that still hasn't changed much but they didn't like that dynamic and obviously you build a rapport which i find like stateside they quite they embrace that i'm not saying that there probably isn't the same issues mm -hmm. but you find that because there is it's so big yeah. over there and when you're a big star like you know like a rihanna if rihanna says I want the dancers to be here and do this. The people are going, oh, okay, okay, Rian. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Over here, it's like, not that we don't have those mega stars, but we're not working for them all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's not your full-time like, job. Working... No, not the, not the mega stars. You're working for the up-and-coming artists that are becoming, and, and everyone's on them and licking their rear end, mm. but they see you, as some people used to tell us, as background. Mm. you're just dancers that used to that used to get us so yeah there was an element of like surrealness and like royalty treatment like you're talking about but there was also this feeling of being judged mm. stereotyped shunned do you know what i mean mm. and and just like it was it it was it was it was crazy the majority of the time i could tell you it felt great i i definitely walked with my head held high and i was i was cocksure do you know what i mean i was very confident um, but I was also still very shy and, and quite, do you know what I mean? Mm. In myself, I didn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't 
I wasn't arrogant. I wasn't ever trying to be arrogant, but I'm sure it came across that way sometimes. But that was me trying to find myself. So there was being in that world was surreal because you, we literally went from uh, you're just dancing and then you're on TV and you walk down the road and everybody is like looking at you like, oh my God, what are you doing here? Aren't you meant to be driving a limousine? Like people genuinely ask me that. Aren't you, me aren't you meant to be in a limousine? And you're like, uh, what? Well, how much money do you think I make? <laughs> yeah, well, Top of the Pops made more then than it does now. But <laughs> I mean, oh, mate, uh, a week ago there, trust me, Top of the Pops was beautiful, pay. Yeah. Woo! That was beautiful, baby. <laughs> People made a living from Top of the Pops. Yeah, if you were, because I mean, you got to remember back then there were so many different platforms. So there was CD UK, there was Top of the Pops, there was like, yeah. um, what other ones were there? I can't even remember all of them. I'm terrible with these things. But there were so many platforms, like chart shows, mm. which we don't have now. Like, and they paid you, but Top of the Pops were the, 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 the biggest payment. They would pay you, like, I'm, I swear sometimes it was like six, seven hundred pounds for the one performance. And then you get residuals and you get a Bro, I can still get residuals now. Like, if they show it now, I can get a check through the door. Don't get twisted, it's only a little six pounds. But I'm telling you, I still get residuals. But no one's <laughs> getting that anymore, let me tell you that. <laughs> no one. Yeah, so no, nah, it was it was interesting. There was a there was the ups and downs, but it was mainly ups, man. It was it was strange, but we, for us, it kind of just felt natural because we were doing exactly what we were doing in the underground world, in the commercial world. It was just them who had to get used to it. It wasn't us. And were you with the same? Were you uh, always with the same bunch of dancers? Like, were you like pretty much? Camp? I guess that's dope. Pretty much. You, build, you build a little family and you build the dynamic and you're like, well, everywhere we go, we go together. So we're safe. 1000%. It was always us lot together. Mm -hmm. e even if it wasn't all of us together at the same time, it was like somewhere over there, like Leon and Royston might be over there doing S Club whilst I was over here doing Victoria with, with Christian. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like we, we were representing Priscilla and Massive Creation in a way that was just just crazy man sam mcavoy how, how dare i forget sam mcavoy massive creation yeah man so w when you that early 2000s once you done jamelia what was the way there like how did it keep developing what after jamelia yeah was it just like one job to the next or did you have to one thousand percent it wasn't like the the starving artist story where you audition every week for a new gig you just no. constant booked in okay i gotta be honest with you i could honestly tell you and this is me, I'm not saying this was for everyone, but this was for me personally, because I, again, I still feared audition. So even in dance, I still feared it. I didn't like the atmosphere of the audition. Mm. Um, so I never auditioned for things. I only, I could, I auditioned a handful of times for anything that you saw, anything that you see in my career, majority was, it was a direct booking. Mm. Direct what? booking for me. So, let, sorry, go on. I was going to say, what, what was it about auditions that you didn't like, just the fear of not getting it or? But then it wasn't the fear of not getting it with dancers because by the time I had to do auditions. So, all right. So I'll answer your first question at first, and then I'll get to that one. Cool. So what I'll give you the story, like say with Jamelia, when we did Jamelia Money, so you're saying was you doing other work during that time, we were actually on tour with Samantha Mumba, who was an up and coming artist at the time. And yeah. she was on tour with Westlife because she was managed by Louis. Mm. Right. So actually during that video, we all had to leave those that were doing Jamelia and were on this tour. So we had to leave, go and where we was doing Jamelia's video was far. We had to go and do Samantha Mumba and then I had to go back to shoot the very first scene 
of the Jamelia video. I shot that after doing a whole day video shoot, Jamelia, then doing a stage show, then coming back, I did the beginning of that video. So that's just to give you an idea of how we were working. It wasn't like we were, and we were still on tour with Jamelia. Mm. Do you get what we was doing a school tour? So before Jamelia's video came out, we were doing a school tour, two week school tour. So we were working before the video. We were working during the video. We were, do you get what I mean? It was, yeah. it was constant. I went from making a little money to just making some serious money. Mm. Like just, whoa. Like my mom was like, you're making more money than me. You know, it was, she didn't have to look after me financially. Yeah. I was, I was fine, you know? Yeah, so just to give you that, that's how that works. And then your next question was, sorry, forgot it. Uh, why, uh, what was it about auditions that you feared? Was it the fear of not getting the job or was it the competition yes. side? It was, wasn't the fear of not getting a job and it wasn't the, it was the competition, but not me competing with others. It was more how they looked at me. So by, at the time we were doing auditions, if there was a, an audition that I had to do, by then I was an established dancer. People knew me. Mm -hmm. So I always felt like, especially myself and my crew of people, whenever we stepped into the room, we were, we were looked, again, it was like the energy, it was a different energy now. Because now, we're no longer undergrounds. Yeah. But we're not commercial. So we're like in the middle, yeah. right? So you'd go into these auditions and there'd be commercial and underground, but neither of them truly liked us so i had a lot of people that liked me as a person i i, mm. I genuinely believe that they liked me but there was an element of, of, of competition and with that they didn't like me they i had a lot of people tell me like even darren stare who became a massive part of massacration and he's my brother to this day we end up being in a group and singing together but he told me straight that he saw me as competition and he wanted to wipe me out that's mm. how he saw it and that's what i felt whenever i went to an audition i always felt that people just didn't want me there. And they just, and so for me, I was just like, I just don't need that energy in my life. Mm. I'm working, I'm fine. I don't need to go to the audition to get that job because I don't need that job. Because there's already food on the table from other jobs. Yeah, I'm, I'm eating. Like, it's not like I'm not eating. I'm not mm. struggling to, to, to eat and I'm not struggling to feed those around me. So, and I don't have to feed those around me because when I, like, do you know what I mean? Because they're yeah, feeding yeah. themselves. So. I only have to feed them when they, it's necessary. It's just mm. me and my mum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But other than that, I was fine. So it was more that feeling of, and back then I really didn't like not being liked. Mm. That was hard for me to digest. Now I don't care. You yes. don't have to like me. Especially because you're like, knowing you, you're such a nice guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, so the thought of someone, when you know that you're a good person and the thought of people not liking you, you're like, but why? <laughs> like. Yeah, like it really, it, I, I never questioned it too much. I just decided, I just be like, really? You don't like me because of that? And I'd be like, really? And I'd be like, oh, I'd just rather not be there then. And I used to just go and support Christian. So I'd go to just to let people know that my energy is always here and I'm always going to be epic whether you like it or not. However, if you're really that threatened by me, take it, man. I don't need it that badly. Like dance was like, no disrespect, dance was like something I fell into and fell in love with whilst I fell into it. Yeah. Like, I, it, it, I, don't, I don't need that energy. I, I loved dance. I loved how it made me feel. I loved the, the feeling that we had together. It just, we just had this great connection. Mm. And I didn't want to spoil that by going to an audition with people that were on power trips, even the people that were taking the auditions, um, and the dancers that really wanted the job. I was just like, this is just too much testosterone. 
<laughs> like yeah. for me, I'm like I'm really sure of myself. I don't need you to hold your own baggage and show it to me. I'm cool, bro. Yeah. And I don't need to show you mine. I'm I'm good. Yeah, it's like it, so, it turns into a pissing competition. Like <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I don't need to show you how far I can piss. Yeah. Because to be honest, that's none of your business. Yeah, this is just dance. Like you know? Mm. So yeah, it, it was more that for me. Okay, that makes sense. It's weird because I can't even imagine like I mean, I guess there's not many auditions now for dancers, but when I was 2010 to 2016, when I was really like grafting, I mean, audition, yeah. auditions was how I got known. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't, 1, get, I didn't really get known through like carnival pieces or like shows like that dance no. communities went to. I got found in auditions and from being, I guess, hanging around with Cisco and John and stuff like that, that helped a lot. I mean, but, you, you did it the old fashioned way. You know, that's, that's like, the way it's, that's yeah, the way it's meant to be done. It was auditions. The agent goes, you're good. I'm going to put you on a job. And then it would be like, okay, we'll book you for a few, but then to win, to get with the new car, because another audition. I don't know if it's like yeah. that now. I don't think yeah. it is, but I can't imagine being in a time then where you're like constant work with have, not having to audition. That's so dope. Bro, it was so dope. And that came at a time when, again, like I told you, there was auditions, mm. but we were the dancers that were needed at the time, if that made sense. Like, it yeah. was like, why audition the guys that you're going to end up picking? Mm. You know, but then what it did do is, and I guess that's what caused the rift between us and the underground dancers that were looking to kind of follow in our footsteps. It made it difficult for them to do it because that's what's happening now. Mm. People aren't auditioning or if they are auditioning, they're just auditioning for auditioning sake, but everyone's just picking their friends or picking who they know they're going to pick anyway. Yeah. And, and I get that. You oh, know 100%. someone can do the job. Why, I get why, it, but why audition someone else? <laughs> like, yeah, but I also understand that the the graft of it for those who are coming up and really want to be a part of it, because like everybody, like dance has grown so much, and I feel that that's we're a part of that that culture growing because people saw us on TV and thought, "What? He looks like me. Mm. How how do I get there?" And the same people that they were looking up to to kind of aspire to be with the same people that they kind of felt blocked by, meaning myself and us. Yeah. So I, I get it. I under, And that, again, was what I understood. So I thought, I'm not going to fight them for it. Mm. Like, go go get yours, man. You deserve it. Yeah, that's it. You know, because I don't need the job. So, you know, when Christina Aguilera came over or who else was it? Pink. And they were just looking one dancer. Kristen got that job every time. Mm. And he got that very, very confidently. He told me the job is mine. <laughs> and, then, and, and it was. It, it was every time, bro. Every time. Every time. Like, but that's Christian has that confidence. Really? He has yeah. it. I've got confidence, but Christian's confidence is out of this world. It's a different stratosphere. Do you know mm. what I mean? He genuinely believes in himself. If when once he's decided he can do something, he does it. Mm. There's something you know? about yeah, there's something that I really like in the fact that like you start as a click and then you all work as a click. Like, and you stay in that group and it's like, you're stronger in unity as a group because not one of you is fighting for a specific role. It's like, well, you're going to take all of us and then your job's easy because you know we're good together. You know, we fill the role. Exactly. You know, it's going to get done how you want it done and you get a complete And that's kind of how Priscilla did it. That's yeah. how Priscilla did it. It was like, the people come to her and be like, look, we want to do this and blah, blah, blah. We need some guys. And she'd be like, I've got the perfect, I've got the perfect bunch of guys for you. Mm. And then it's and even better because you enjoy it because you're all together. Exactly. And that is it. And to this day, we still have that same 
connection and that same family feeling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What was what was the highlight of your dance career? <sighs> That's wow. Because you have a great dance career, like you know what I mean, Victoria Beckham. Like you've done so many. I mean, people now won't might not go. That's an artist because they probably don't know them. But back in the day, like you were doing every big artist on top of the pops and like CD yeah. UK. Like, what's the highlight? I think some would pro like I I done Mariah Carey. I did some, re you know, Black Eyed Peas. But I still truly believe, and this is no knock to anybody else that I've danced with because uh, and worked with and for. But it has to be Jamelia for me because of just how it's changed my life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's not just working with Jamelia, and but I mean just the video alone. That video changed my life. Mm. I'm still known as the Jamelia boy. I'm 41. Yeah. You know, for those that know anyway, like those that don't know, they, they wouldn't know. But in terms of people from my generation or just under my generation that know, mm. they're like, it's, oh, you're, that, you're the Jamelia guy. Sometimes, I, like, it obviously doesn't happen now, but sometimes I could be out and someone would be like, Wait, are you the, are you the guy from Jamila video? Yeah. Or someone might be talking about dance and be like, oh, I feel like I know your face. But what, so what, what dance have you done? And then because people are so ready to talk my career, they'll be like, you don't know, what? That's doing. Remember Jamila video? <laughs> yeah. And they'll be like, no. Oh, my God. I remember you. And, you know, you, I'm part of people's, like, childhood. Mm. So I, that's definitely got to be the highlight of my career. Sick. What was, what was dance training like for you? Like, was it structured where you were like, uh, I mean, I know you didn't go to dance college, but like, was it structured yeah. like where you're like, I have to learn these styles? You know how like this generation is so based on what styles do you do? And what styles yeah, no. do you know? Like, was, what was, I, I, styles was not me. Like, I wasn't was interested. Not, I was interested in the free feeling of dance. So mm. for me, those had an element of styles, but I never studied the, like it's really, indoctrinated now and I, and I think it's necessary because again if you're doing something to understand the culture you know get into it so the dance culture has a culture so find that and it has grown so i do think it's necessary but for me that wasn't what i wanted to do i didn't want to learn different styles i just wanted to dance i didn't know that that would allow me to dance for artists because i didn't care about that mm. i just wanted to dance dance allowed me to feel free mm. so i didn't for some learning styles is a part of that freedom for me mm -hmm. it locked me in and i didn't like that doesn't mean that i didn't like learning styles but i still i didn't learn a particular style like i didn't go to a locking class i didn't go to a breaking class and i didn't i didn't do none of that i literally went to size nine and learned a routine of just like different elements of movement that embodied all types of styles and cultures mm -hmm. and and i taught that in my class mm -hmm. cnc and and i gave and i and i encouraged others to go to other people's class like like Boy Blue, Kenrick, and do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, who was back in the day, them times there, Turbo and, and Jay and them lots. Uh, I'm all forgetting everyone's classes. I'm the worst for people's, for the names <laughs> and stuff. But there was, I'd encourage all the people, all my students to go to other people's classes as much as people didn't like that back then. Everyone felt like don't, you owned the dancers. Once you come to mine, don't go to no one else's. Mm. And I, I was never like that. Yeah, I, I was I, like, Mine was quite similar. I was just like, I just want to dance. Like, I didn't know styles. I didn't know what a different style was. I knew there was break dancing, and then I knew there was street yeah. dancing, and I didn't know anything yeah. else. And I knew if you popped, you did that. Like, but I didn't go, I didn't know there were specific lanes that you like mastered. And then once I started yeah. doing UDO, like, that's how I started. Like, yeah. And then I remember seeing Glenn Ball, and I was like, 
yo. And they're like, yeah, Simon would be like, yeah, he gets paid to dance. He's been on tour with Kylie Minogue. He's been X-Factor tour. And I was like, yo, I just want to be that guy. Like, what <laughs> about, what? And, and, yeah, and I was, that was genuinely my yeah. path. It was like, what do I have to do to get where he is? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that was my whole journey. It was never about I wanted to be the best dancer. It was never I wanted to be the best in a battle. It wasn't about winning competitions. It was just, I want to be on the stages that he goes on and gets paid like he gets paid. Like, and right. that was my go-to is that I want to be in the big, big theaters or big arenas. Like it was yeah. never about uh, making sure I could go and battle people and roast people. And do you know what I mean? It just wasn't my... Totally. I, and that was me. I was never, I'm still that. Like. I just, I like the freedom um, that entertaining brings for me. Yes. Uh, it, it allows me to, to be totally free. Mm. Like, like, even if you're judging me, it doesn't bother me because I'm free in the moment of whatever it is that I'm doing. And dance allowed me to feel that way about entertainment generally because, again, I fell into it. So dance gave me a confidence in... Everything else, which is acting my first love, as I told you, it allowed me to get back into that in such a way without the fear, mm -hmm. because I, I didn't know that I could, I could have this career in dance. So I had this, this confidence that was like, oh, I don't really care what you think. You don't mm -hmm. think I'm good? <laughs> I mean, I am good, but it's okay that you don't think I'm good. Because mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm good enough to get the job. I'm going to get a job. Yeah. I'm going to get a job because I am good at what I do. I know no one can beat me at being me. I was confident of that. I didn't matter where you, I didn't care where you put me on the stage. I knew that the spotlight would find me because I'm good at what I do. Mm. And I don't mean like the spotlight as in, oh, the, the people. They, I just know that people will go, who's that guy at the back? I just know you will because my energy says what it is. It says what's on the tin. Mm. I know I presented myself in a way that made me know that I'm not competing with anyone else. Mm. I'm, not try, I'm not trying to be you. I, I, I need to be my best self. However, I will use you to be a, a, a helpful guide to inspire me. But other than that, I'm not competing with you like that. Mm. You're you and I'm me. You can't beat me at being me and I can't beat you at being you. So do you, boo-boo. Mm. <laughs> but you're right, because actually, like, if you look at your dance career, you've had a very long dance career. Yeah. Long, long, longer than most male dancers would get. You know what I mean? Like, you, I mean, you still, you still perform now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Do you know I mean? do. If, for like the right, if when, for the right, for the right gigs, like if it's Alicia yeah. or something like that, I know you go and yeah. do your thing. Uh, yeah, Alicia or Aston, um, um, Nathan, like certain artists, I'm more than happy to do. Like mm -hmm. you know. So, what do you think the? I guess what's the right way to word this? What do you think is the skill besides just obviously being still a good dancer that has give you yeah. so much longevity? I, I think for me, and, and I can only twenty six as well. That helps, obviously. Still I, I think that probably helps. So I think that helps me <laughs> being uh, you, like dancing and being staying youthful and really not stressing myself out about wanting that big job or that big paycheck. Or, or I don't stress myself with the accolades mm. of do you know. I don't stress myself with the external wants. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I don't want them, K. <laughs> you know, yeah, everybody yeah. wants a little extra. But mm -hmm. I don't stress myself. I don't focus on any of that. Mm -hmm. So I kept myself really open. And that's how I was able to to kind of be a chameleon in the dance industry, in the entertainment. Like I can I can dance and I can sing and I do that. I'm now making money from, not making much money from the dancing and the choreography as much now because I'm making more money from the 
acting, you know, last gig I did was, you know, slip hop, mm -hmm. you know, getting back into that, which was great. Um, singing with the Motown guys mm -hmm. and, and the hosting with UDO. So the dancing and the, and the choreography has now become my kind of part-time, like, ah, whereas it was my full-time. And mm -hmm. I think I just kept myself open and fluid, mm -hmm. like ready to do wherever my spirit felt to go. I wasn't afraid of saying like, oh, dance might not be happening right now, especially when dance went low. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I was like, well, I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And then I was judging, you know, at UDO. Yeah. Thanks to Glenn, even though I knew UD UDO through when me and Wesson was doing Just Fabulous, which was a channel that was coming up on cable, like back mm -hmm. in the day on whatever. And we, I knew UDO from back then, but Glenn got us in as judging. And then Glenn one day asked me to host because Simon um, damaged his eye. Yeah, I remember that. If you, yeah, I'm yeah, sure I you do. That. And um, from that day, Simon was like, mate, do you want to host more? I was like, yeah. yeah. And now look at me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Now I'm, you the know, host. <laughs> the host, the host, the host, the host with the most. Yeah, the face of you, the host, and you host other companies. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of made myself available to whatever it was that I was passionate about, and I, I didn't lead with the fear. I accepted it. Do you know what I mean? I acknowledged it. I experienced it. Um, I embraced it, but I didn't become it. I didn't become the fear. I just, I, I just became love for mm. myself and for what, what, whatever it was that I was passionate about. Mm. So I, I want to go back to the transition of you going into acting and stuff in a bit. But what before that, right. what, was the, what was the way into going from being a, a dancer into a choreographer? And for those people that don't know, you were part of, you were the D of R&D. Like what was that? I was what, indeed. Create, what, what created that transition? So that transition was, again, quite natural because I was always choreographing um, at wait, CNC. Wait. Kate, Kate just said he's not the face. Yes, he is, man. When people walk in the UDO <laughs> room, he's the one that goes, morning. <laughs> ah, listen, you know that, like, Kate's right, though. She's right. I should have corrected you. I'm not the face. However, that's what people think, Kate. You just got to go with what the people say, man. Don't hate. Congratulate. Celebrate. <laughs> I get it. It's only because she thinks she's the face. Then put your face to it, yeah? Because you won't even do this talk. You will, you will scare yourself. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you laugh. <laughs> oh, mate. So, yeah, the transition was quite natural because um, we, we was always choreographing and Royston was, was always that guy that was always thinking of the next place to be, the next level to go. Um, whereas I was... I always have been and always will be just quite laid back about it. I'm not really, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really a chaser. And I'm not saying Royce is a chaser, but he's a chaser he's to ambitious. a degree as in. He's definitely he, ambitious. Yeah, he'll, he'll make it happen. He'll do what it takes to make it happen. Um, and again, I do the same, but in a different way. But I felt that was part of our dynamic and part of our balance. So um, Royston approached me about us um, becoming a, a, choreograph, a, a, a choreographic dynamic duo. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. So we did that under Priscilla's company, Massive Creation. Um, and then Royston came to me and said, I feel like we should be more than just choreographers. I feel like we should be agents um, for other dancers and other choreographers. And then he was like, maybe even for just other entertainers in general. So then we, we branched out from being just choreographers and a, and a company for ourselves as choreographers mm -hmm. to being an agency. 
mm. um, uh, for other choreographers and dancers and so on and so forth. So for me, how we got to that transition, it was quite natural because dance was not fid like not fizzling out, but it was kind of fizzing out, and we were doing more choreography. Mm. So it just naturally transitioned. Like you'll find when you're when you're dancing, and that's if you're into choreography, you'll naturally flow that way mm. if you allow it. Like you'll find that you'll be in that space of where someone would say, hey, you dance really well. Like, have you thought about choreographing? And you go, yeah, I actually do, blah, blah. And you just get these opportunities and you've just got to grab those opportunities with both hands. Like, that's the one thing I would say that Royston's great at doing. Mm. He's grabbing those opportunities with both hands. And me, I grab them with both hands, but I hold them loosely. Uh, you know, I'm quite like, I don't, Especially in this entertainment, I'm kind of like, if it's not for me, I don't want to hold on to it too tight because this is a fickle entertainment and I, I don't like the industry, but I love what I do mm. in the industry. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a lover of how the ethics behind the industry, mm -hmm. but I love what I do in the industry, you know, and I hold that very tight. I hold that. But again, I even hold that in a way where I can let it go. So the transition for me was, yeah, it was, it was smooth. It was smooth. You've got to, you've got to do the work, but yeah. you've got to be willing to take the risks. Did you enjoy like being an agent? I I love being an agent, but if I'm honest with you, again, I don't like the politics of it. So for me, I think I'd still be an agent for people, but I do, I don't care about making money from it. Mm. Like I feel like I'll make money anyway. I yeah. think my 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 journey in this in this world on this planet and in the industry is for me to, I'm, I'm i'm my purpose is to help others but i have to help myself first mm. so my purpose is to help me to help others to help me to help others to help mm. me to help so the cycle continues and then people do the same if you start with you you will naturally want to help others um mm. and i think that you'll naturally make financial like gains from that mm -hmm. personally yeah so I did enjoy being an agent, but there was elements of it that I didn't. Yeah, you know, I, I, I always think that agents get a real bad rap, like, and like, do you know what I mean, like, yeah, if I don't something think goes, agents, if something goes wrong, any favors, no, I don't think they do either. But I also, <laughs> go, like, if something goes wrong for me, and I, I like, I would go to my agent, whoever it may be. I mean, I'm very fortunate; I've had yeah. really good ones. But like, and if it yeah. doesn't go my way, I'm like. Motherfucker, agent didn't sort out what I need him to sort out. But then, oh, no, I, definitely. I, I got to remember that they've also got 70 other clients that day emailing with a problem or something. And I always think, like, I would love to spend a week in, as it, working in an agency to just to see what it's really like, to see if I can go, no, I'm sorry, or if I should go, no, you need to pick up the reins and sort this shit out. Like, it's always yeah. been a, I want to be in that environment so I understand it. More. It'd, it'd be interesting that I think you should really look into that. Do you know what I mean? do a little life swap. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But yeah. really just go and see if you can, because it's not as, it's not as simple as some, I do think that us as agents, when I was one, I don't think that we did ourselves um, justice sometimes. Sometimes we wouldn't, I would always say to, like me and Wilson would always talk, I'd be like, we just got, because people would get so upset, people, like just money things. People would assume that you're taking their money and it's like, no, we haven't been paid. Mm -hmm. like like we can't pay you until we've been paid and i know when when i was in r&d we would sometimes pay people out of our bank account mm. just because we knew how hard it was because we were dancers 
Yeah. We were dancers and we knew how hard that was not getting your money. So we'd be like, look, we'll, we'll pay you. But they'd st some would still not even remember that the next time. I remember, like, because Natalie was also a part of R&D and she dealt with a lot of the people. She'd be like, D, I'm just getting, like, slaughtered by these dancers. <laughs> and I'm just like, just remember, don't And if you can Hello. get to that space, uh, am I here? You still got me? We here? Yeah, you 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 got so excited. Your Wi-Fi was like no. So Natalie was oh, getting uh, right. a on. So Natalie was getting people given a grief still, even after you paid. Yeah, your own just given a grief, and I was just like, you know what? Don't take it personally because it's like people just get really irate with their money, mm. and automatically, it doesn't matter that they're taking along with your money. People mm. automatically just assume it's you, the agents. And that is down to trust, I think, because agents have not given themselves a good rep, yeah. you know? So people just assume, even though they've got a great relationship with you, when it comes to people's money, they are quick to be like, no, what's that? No, it's you. Mm. Yeah, I think what you said is down to your relationship and your trust with the agent, because Jerry was my main agent. And I mean, and if I was like, yo, when am I due to be paid? He'd go, you know, as soon as I got it, you get it. And I'll go, facts. Like, because we had that the trust relationship. And I can't say I had that with every agent. Do you know what I mean? So right. it is, it's exactly. definitely about that relationship for sure. Yeah. You, you have to have that relationship with your agent. Um, and, and they have to have, it's, it, it start, it stems from love and respect. I think everything stems from love and respect in, in any type of relationship, you know, for us as a human race, it stems and starts with love and respect. That's the foundation of everything. So if you've got love and respect for yourself, you're automatically going to have love and respect for others and vice versa. And that's mm -hmm. what it's got to start with. So you've got to have that love and respect for what you do for yourself and for others, because as an agent, you've got to get that. You've got to have some empathy and compassion for, especially I know a lot of the agents are dancers. I know all of the agents that have, that are agents now, majority of them were dancers. They were dancing mm -hmm. with me. So mm. you know what it's like. Don't forget that. And you're earning the big you bucks. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. I mean, you're dealing with someone like Jerry. Yeah, he's earning some big bucks. And, and Royston with Disney and everything. Some big bucks there. But with big bucks comes big responsibilities. Mm. And that responsibility is tough. It's tough to take on... Because you're responsible for every single person that you're representing. Mm. And that, that's, that's a hard pill to, to yeah. swallow and keep, keep it there, digest and go, okay, yeah, cool. And then when people turn on you, you've got you've to take it and be like, all right, cool. Because like, you understand where they're at. They're frustrated. Mm. You know? And you're the middleman. You and, and, and I imagine it's difficult because you're the middleman and you've got to keep both parts of the business happy you got to keep the the client and your artists like you don't get if you don't keep the cl the clients happy then you might not get another job so you're trying to keep them happy and then you're trying to keep your the artists happy the dancers and so on and so forth everyone happy but both of them are saying two different things so what what do you do what do you say how how do you how do you navigate with that and and that's why I say I just think like love and respect is a way to navigate with that you just mm. start with that and then be honest. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one, I guess. Yeah, and, and it's, it's one of those things that I've always wanted to really understand it. You know what I mean? I never want to be one, but I want to understand one so I can help educate dancers on how to deal with them. Like, I can only tell them my experiences, and the majority of my experiences were good because I only dealt with good agents. If I had a bad experience with an agent, I just never dealt with them again. Like, <laughs> simple.
No, it's quite easy. Yes, Minnie. Um, so what was your transition from Charlene? Charlene. Charlene. No Minnie, no more King. Oh, Charlene, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you got me back. You got me back. Look, hey, hey. <laughs> That's that is her name right now. Isn't that right, Charlene? I apologize, Charlene. That's her name. There you go. Um I know people has how I met them, okay? Don't do that with the women. You can do that with yeah. the with the boys, but you know, boys are like, yeah, no, cool, I get it. The girls, they will come for you, bro. Like, I'm Charlene. You. I am Charlene. <laughs> um that's right, boo. Um bro, we got one minute left. Can I sign out and sign back in? Of course you can. Thank you, bro. All right. Don't know what happened there, but yeah. It's all good. So from the agency, what happened after yeah. what happens once you kind of finished with that venture? Was that when you uh, started the went into the singing? Was the singing before the acting? Um singing again was always something that I had a an an interest in, like a love for. Uh and I, d I don't know. I just, again, I was, I was, I was afraid of that. I never thought in one, <laughs> in any day I would be able to be a singer. Cause as far as I was concerned, a singer to me is like, Usher. do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a different thing. Like I was like, I, I want that kind of success. And then I got to a place of like, like I said, it's not, I don't even want that success because again, I was afraid of it. So singing was kind of like more of a dream, but then I got into it. Like me and the boys, we got into a group, um, which was dope. We never got signs because what the hell's going on? Why is this doing this to me? Sorry. There we go. That's better. Um, got, got into a group. We never got signed, but we had loads of opportunities. We learned so much. Priscilla was managing us. Um, so I got a, I've, I had a newfound respect for the industry, but also another found kind of like, not resentment, but disappointment. Like really? Mm. Again, because back again, even this stuff is still relevant and you've got to talk about it. They wanted to change members of our group because back then, you couldn't have an all-black group, you know? When was this? Had to this was... I'm just bad with dates, man. I'm the worst. <sighs> I, I don't know. <laughs> a long time ago? Or like... Yeah. Like, this was a long time. We was in a group like... When did we... Where, where was that? I've, I need to look back on the videos because the videos have all the dates and I just don't even know that. I am so mm. terrible with dates, King. I pay no attention to that sort of information i'm terrible with it but it was a long time ago like we were mm. we, like i was we were in a group when i was like 25 like do you know what i mean i'm i'm 41 so like we was yeah. in a group like in our early 20s going on to our late 20s mm. you know so like we were we had opportunities to be signed but then they'd say you know take out one guy and you know put in a white guy or put in a different type of of guy in there it was just it was just ridiculous like everything had to be manufactured. Mm. No, nothing could be organic then, you know. That wasn't manufactured could though. It was a manufacturer, but you could have an organic or white group. You couldn't have a organic or black group. Just wasn't going to happen. Mm. It wasn't going to happen. And the only time that was happening was when it was like, say, damaged. There were certain groups that it worked for. Certain groups that it happened. So I'm not going to say that it didn't happen at all. But in terms of the influx, like to see, look around and see a group that were all white was mm. oh that you'd see it but a group that was all black again we wanted to we wanted to represent 
ourselves. We wanted to to be up there so people could see themselves. You know, mm. we wanted like the the little the young black boy to see someone that looks like him. Mm. You know, and that was that was really that was something that we profound for us that we wanted to do. And even then, I'm not even sure that we knew that's what we wanted to do. We just wanted to be up there and represent ourselves. But by doing that, we knew that we would be able to reflect that for others. So yeah, we we got into the singing, and then that never took place. And then again, I was like, I was a bit in my ego. I didn't think that I could do this Motown stuff because I thought, like, no, that's kind of beneath me. Mm. I've done this and that. I've toured around, and I said, oh, yeah, you got to get out of your pride and ego, mate. You ain't done nothing with your singing, so. Get out your yeah. pride, get out your ego, get out your fears, and just start doing. Stop talking. Was that, was that because you'd had such a successful dance career? So your dance career was at like a level 10 and your singing career was nowhere near it. Were you trying to, did exactly. you think they should be equal? Yes. And how could it be when I hadn't, I hadn't done the graft, hadn't done the work? So I had to do the work first in order to get, to, again, to get those accolades. Do you know what I mean? And, and I just needed to enjoy it because what I loved about, like I told you in the beginning, what the reason why I, I truly believe I was successful in dance is because I did what I loved. Mm. And I did that without focusing on my fear. Although I did have fears, as I told you, I did that like, oh, think what you want. I love this. Mm. You know? I'm just putting in a charger. You can keep going. That's all good. Um, it's... It's interesting because it's like you just you've tackled so many parts of our of our industry, and it's like I don't know, like uh, dance is stressful and hard. Let alone to try and do singing, agent, choreographer, actor, host. <laughs> do you mean? And I'm just like, yo, how did you have time? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, do you know what? You find the time to do what it is that you're passionate about. Mm. You know and and it's not like I was, I could tell you that I was juggling, but it's, I wasn't, I wasn't, there was times it was, it was, it was, <laughs> I was juggling, but I just, I just made time to do, to do me. There came a time when I, especially when, when Cassie um, fell pregnant with Kayla, my, our, our first child, I remember saying that, oh, I've got to make it now. I've got to do this. And this was obviously with singing, dancing, choreography. I was like, I've got to make it. And in the same breath, Kane, I was like, I can't do it for this baby. I've got to do it for me. Mm. And that's where like my whole positive journey started. I was like, yeah, no, I've really got to start putting me first and looking after me. So then I can be the leading example to my child mm. of what it looks like to be successful rather than mm. do it for my child, mm. do it for me, for her. Do you think, do you know uh... what I mean? Do you think people who become a parent do it the other way around and it, it jeopardizes Always. their career? Always. I think it jeopardizes people's lives, period. I think that's why we find it so difficult to be um, parents to our kids. And I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone because I think my mum does it to this day. My mum has a double standard. You know, like my mum wouldn't want me to put the kids before me, but yet she puts me before her. Mm. So I say to her, that you don't you don't think that's an oxymoron mm. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm simply telling you that in order for me to be to really truly believe what it is that you're saying to me you have to do it you have to be the leading example of it you can't just say it you mm. can't just talk about it you've got to do it yeah 
So I learned from my mum that I'm not going to, and again, she's a great mother. I love my mum to bits. She's done the best. I think all parents do this. Cassie does it as a mother. You know, I'm mm -hmm. having to like talk her off that ledge every day sometimes. Like, put you first. Mm. Not me, not the kids, none of us. Like, forget me, forget the kids. And, and that's just me saying about first. I'm not saying forget us totally. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're still family. We're still friends. Yeah. We're still, we're all yeah. still good. But you've got to put you first in order to have the strength and the energy to help others. Mm. So I, I knew that, like, if I was going to be successful, I had to do it for me first mm. not me only which is one of my slogans me first not me only selfish for selfless reasons and i live by that that's dope i see it a lot in like I, I really follow ufc and i see a lot of the fighters like they have a kid and they're like now i'm fighting for a purpose and i'm doing this and i'm like well you would f like i get it but at the same time of i course. don't like i get yeah. it because you want you want to do well so you can bring food to the table to feed you of course you're still, but you still got to consider yourself don't just put it all on them because what happens when you fail then you're going to blame them. But the thing is, there's a beautiful analogy that I use for people, especially parents, because a lot of people would say to you, you know, or say to other people, you'll know when you're, when, when you're, when you're a parent, you'll know, you'll get it. Mm. And they're right. When you become a parent, this, and because I said it happened to me, mm. I initially just went, right, I've got to do this. I'm becoming a parent. I've got to do this for this child. I have to make it. Mm. And but in the same breath, I was like, no. And then I, I went on, I went and did a job. Got on a plane came and the, the safety procedure came on and it changed my whole perspective for everything. I've heard it a dozen times, but this time I heard it differently because of my perception. Uh, it, and you know the safety procedure and it always says to you, in case of emergency, if the mask comes down, ensure you put your mask on first before helping anyone else with this. Mate, that was a, I was like, wait, that's in the, in the eye of like panic deaf mm. they're telling you that you should help yourself first and it made sense because now you're in a position to help others if you help yourself first automatically mm. you want to help your mum or your best friend or someone next to you and I, I get it that's what you want to do but if you put your mask on first you are in a better position to help anyone else in your life mm. and i live by that wholeheartedly in my whole entire life now that's me that's dope yeah i think everyone should do that me, even my if they don't, don't come kids me. people should do that <laughs> yeah, you should you have to do it you have to do it because everyone still has parents or still has people that they love and care for so whoever you love and care for how can how can you genuinely love and care for someone else without genuinely loving and caring for yourself first it, it doesn't even make mathematical sense mm. like it's just simple math i don't know why people like to do algebra with life but i just think simple <laughs> math is a lot easier yeah man that's dope <laughs> that's deep uh i haven't got kids so i don't know but i, I feel you i'm like it makes sense but yeah of course i hear you yo pete styles is in what's up pete no hey pete styles <laughs> bro i called your full government name and i got corrected you know what it was but i was telling a story pete i was telling a story <laughs> oh, <he dead> <laughs> <me>. um <laughs> so what was a career you didn't achieve what you wanted because you were bitter because you're a dope dancer and obviously you weren't a successful singer what made you keep doing what, what made you keep doing it then what made me keep doing what singing yeah because you still do it now now more than ever no 
Yeah, I am. And what made me do it is because I came out of my ego and I got back into the beginning of what made me get into this industry to start with, which was the love and the passion. So what made me do it was like, just go back to the foundation, man. Like that, the accolades don't matter. Like I get it. Obviously we all, we all need to make money in order to feed ourselves and, 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 and buy those trainers or <laughs> buy those nice things that we like. But ultimately none of it matters. Mm. You know, none of it matters if you if you do not enjoy what you're doing. And I know for a fact that everybody that dances or is in the entertainment, what majority of people, there is a love and there's a passion that we have for it. And the moment you lose that and, it's, and you're doing it for anything other than that first, just first, if that's not the foundation of why you're doing it, personally, I don't think you should be doing it. But that is my mm. personal opinion. You know, I've had those I've had those moments many times where I'm going to the job being like, I don't want to be here today, but I've got to pay the bills. Like, and I yeah. always hate those ones. And they're the ones which made me kind of redirect my career. Like, do you know what I mean? They're the ones that made me there shift and make, make decisions to change stuff. Because it wasn't but, about but the love and passion. It was about the, it was about the paycheck. And I was like, yo, this yeah. isn't why I've done this. I would have been a lawyer. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, you can't get into this for that. I'm not saying that that can't be a part of it because there's big money that can be made from this. And there's life-changing stuff that can happen from being in this industry and i'm not yeah. saying that we shouldn't embrace those changes and embrace those those bonuses those extra mm -hmm. things that come in you know you do a good advert and you get paid loads of money you you might get some residuals who knows you know but mm. i'm not saying not to enjoy those things i'm just saying if that's the reason why you're doing it if that's the focus i just feel like you need to rethink and rejig your your foundations mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah so so what was the um you said right at the very beginning of this whole conversation, your first love was act. You want to be an actor. Yeah. Yeah. That was your goal, but you had the fear of going into it. You had the fear of succeeding. Um, yeah. What then made, when did you start pursuing it and why did you start pursuing it after you put it off? So as soon as I made this, the decision to get out of my pride and ego with the singing, I said, there is no reason why you shouldn't do this for every other thing that is that you want to do, especially your first love, which is acting. So I did the same with that. I just, mm. you know, what, what it was, it was just that I was going into singing at the time when I made that decision. So it was easy for me to fall into singing and get that job and blah, blah, blah. And then soon after that, certain like acting stuff came. Like, again, I, I'm still not, I want to do so much more of that acting because it's still my first love, but so much more opportunities came the moment I lowered that guard and I got rid of that pride and ego. And when I say get rid, I don't mean I lost it altogether. I just mean I stopped leading with it, you know? Mm. So I just started, again, same thing. I just started gaining the love for my first love again. And I just got back into it and said, listen, you can go to an audition and just see everything as a learning opportunity. Because that's all it is. Whether you do, there's no right or wrong. You know, once mm. you learn from it, Someone could turn around and say to me, do you know what? That was rubbish. And they could be the they could be the meanest person to me. Don't get twisted. I'm going to want to smack their face in, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to be reactive, but I am going to listen to what they said and learn from it and be like, okay, cool. Mm. What you said there wasn't about me. That was about you. But there was something else that you said. Uh, da, 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 you know, you could have done this and you hmm, I'll take that. I'll work on that. And I take the positive from every situation now. And it allowed me to go into auditions just in an open space relaxed and just even if i am nervous just be like okay it's okay to be nervous because this is new to you mm. did you go to classes did you get training at all or do you just like i'm nah. gonna try no nah, i'm just gonna go and do it <laughs> <laughs>
just gonna go yeah. and do it because I've always loved it I've always it's not something it's not that I wouldn't go to classes and blah 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 but I'm just that guy that's just like sometimes I feel like yeah just jump in the deep end sometimes not all the time but sometimes just go I can swim so if you push me yeah. in the deep end I can I can always swim back to the shallow end so it's all right yeah and I guess it's one of them like I mean I don't know but you're already hosting you're already singing you're already dancing yeah. like confidence isn't an issue you know what i'm saying like being in front of people isn't an issue being in front of a camera isn't an issue i guess learning lines isn't an issue you sing it's just using all those skills differently yeah and being in the environment because again even those things aren't an issue when you're in the environment depending on what environment you're with and who's about and blah 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 all of those things can go out the window it becomes very difficult for you to do what it is that you know you're actually skilled and more than capable of doing you know so again the environment can can help with that and that was something that i again i don't take for granted with priscilla she she made our environment very very comfortable regardless of how much work we were doing and we worked hard but it was always comfortable it was always in in just epic company and energy it was just always dope you know even when it weren't dope even when she called us a bunch of can I can I can I swear? Is it, can I just say what I want here? Yeah, of course you can. Called us a bunch of pussies loads of times, bro. That was a favorite word for us. <laughs> if we didn't do something like if we never manned up, if we were like making too much mistakes and we got too comfortable and too cocky, she'd be like, "You're a bunch of pussies," and she'd show <laughs> us how to do it by herself. She'd just be like, "This is how you're meant to do the routine," and we'd look at her and be like, "I don't like the fact that you call me a pussy, but you did just kill that." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, but if you can do it, we can do it. <laughs> Yeah, you know the ones where you go, okay, cool, I understand that. Or you look at everyone else, she ain't talking to me when she's a pussy, she's talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was you that was going wrong, not me. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I killed, I killed. I killed. See how she looked at you? Um, that's dope. Do you still have like a, do you still have a, a need to fulfill your dance career or singing career, or acting career? Do you still have a specific one that you want to chase it still? Or do you feel satisfied? Dance, 1,000%, I'm satisfied. 1,000%. Um, I, I still have passion for dance, and I still have things I want to do, like in choreography. Like, I'd love to choreograph again and, and take a class. And When I say take a class, as in teach a class, I'm, I can't be bothered and asked to take someone else's. Sorry, no disrespect to anybody or any of you guys. I love you guys. I just can't be bothered. That I don't have the capacity for that. But I love to teach. There's something about teaching that I, I love. I love giving back. So I still have that that I'd like to do. But I am totally satisfied. With the acting, I'd love to have that. Just that. Just, I guess, a, a nice a nice career in it. Just a nice little something. I don't know what it is, but I'd like to have it. But again, I am satisfied. Same with the singing. I'm very satisfied with where I'm at, though. Does that make mm. sense? Like, yeah. so I still have ambition to go further and do more, but I'm still very satisfied with what I'm doing and where I am and where I'm going. Mm. Like I have no regrets. I don't focus on the past and I don't focus on the future. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't learn from the past and I don't make, you know, some plans towards the, the future, but I'm totally present. I'm in the now and I'm really satisfied for, with where I, where I am. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm doing good. Mm. All you right. Know? So, you're in a good place now and you're happy with the way everything is but if i could give you a perfect scenario when Dwayne hits the big 50 where would you want yeah. to be like at what point 
Like, what, are there any specific achievements that you'd like to have achieved by then that you haven't already? I guess a good movie, boy, a good Fast and Furious would be dope, you know? Fast and Furious, <laughs> like Fast and Furious 15. Yeah, yeah, like a good, but a good movie, and you know, or a good series, or a good, like a good drama, whatever, just something that where I can go, okay, that's good. I don't mind doing it at 50. I don't mind doing a Morgan Freeman. I don't mind. It's all good. I'll be the old guy. Sorry, bro, you'll only look 31 then anyway, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, like, I'm like, but in turn, to answer your question, something specific, not specific, it just be like, yeah, if I can take this to another level whereby, you know, a good, because it doesn't have to be Hollywood. It could be, it could be BBC. It could be Channel Five. It could be Netflix. It could be, I don't know. It could just be. It could be theatre. I don't really want to. And again, I'm not knocking people that make plans and have that. But me, my plan is that I don't reach for the stars. I just keep going beyond that. Mm. You know, I don't. I feel like if I say right, I'm just going to reach for that star. I feel like. I've limited myself. Yeah, because what happens when you reach it? Yeah, like you just end up wanting more and more and this, that and the other. And, and to be honest, I'm, I'm good. I'm in a good space and I know that I can, I can get more if I just keep doing, just keep going, you know, keep working hard, keep, yeah, have ambitions, like you said, but I'm not going to make it too specific because I feel like it will limit me. You know, yeah, like where people say the sky's the limit. It's not. There's beyond the sky, mm. nice. you know. So, and I'm looking to just go beyond that. Like, and wherever I go, I still want to be able to come back to the foundation of where I'm at and speak like this. I want to be able to come back to UDO and still do that event. For I'm not talking about you have to pay me big money. I still want to come back and do what it was that helped me build where I'm at. Mm. Simon's gonna listen to that and record that. But yeah, I, do you know what? <laughs> I mean that. It wouldn't, I know. I, it, none of those, it's not, money isn't what drives me. Don't get twisted again. Please don't get that twisted. <laughs> mm. Pay me, you know, I'm, <laughs> don't play with my worth. But I know my worth. Mm. Bottom line is I know my worth. So whether you pay me or not, I know my worth. Because then it's up to me to decide whether I do what it is you want me to do. That's me. That's my decision. Mm. And that's where my worth lies. It's not in the amount you give me. Mm -hmm. It okay. does help. Yeah, it does help. That's that's fact. <laughs> it does help. <laughs> it does help. Get, get you away from that damn Blackberry. Um, yeah. Hey, 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 phone, hey. man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you could give a piece of advice for someone trying to make it in, like coming into the entertainment industry, it can be any, it doesn't have to be like a dancer or an actor or singer, anything specific. But if they were trying to break into the entertainment industry, what piece of advice would you give them? Because I don't want to, you know, I can go and I can give it, make it long. I'm trying to make it, like you said, don't have to be specific. But I would say, I've said it over and over again. I would say focus, feed and lead with love and respect for self first. Yeah. That way, whatever it is that you are passionate and, and, and you desire can flow freely through that and you will get it and you won't be limited by what other people are saying what other people are doing you won't be limited by your expectations you won't be limited by the sky you won't be limited by anything because the only limit is you so i would say believe in yourself believe in what it is that you do that doesn't mean that you can't look and see what's around but focus and feed you 
Like mm. you are the foundation of what it is that you are trying to achieve. And only you can stop mm. yourself from getting there. So focus, feed and lead with nothing but love and respect for you first, not you only. That's dope, man. Yo, man, this has been so dope. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Bro, I can't wait. I need to get you on again. Maybe uh, one experiment. Maybe with it when this blows off and we can get an audience, you know, like with an audience with Kane and Dwayne. When you're ready, I'm down. I've got, I, you know, I'm up for that. Totally. I know. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. And um, I'm uh, put all your information in the bio when I post this on my on my podcast page for like Motown and all that jazz, so people can book you to sing. They can come yes, book you to act. I'll put all your yes. jazz on there. Yeah, don't put Cassie's jazz, put my jazz, yeah? Yeah, 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 I got you. <laughs> don't worry. Not loads of people are going to be sliding in on Cassie like, yo, will you sing and dance for me? <laughs> hey, hey, if they do, as long as she, as long as she knows her worth and she's down to do it, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, thank you so much. Um, please stay safe and I hope to see you soon. My pleasure, bro. You too. Loves and blessings, bro. Thank you for listening to the Internet's podcast. Please leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Share the podcast with your friends and family. And stay tuned for more fantastic conversations. Also, I'm sorry about the audio. It's just Instagram at the moment playing up. But it's the only way we can do these because I can't meet people in person. So it's going to have to do. One love. Stay safe. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And please share the podcast with your friends and family. We have so many more great episodes coming up. I promise you, you will be inspired. Stay safe. One love. Bye.